Files and Non-Binary Pals, I am Frida Safik. And I'm Claudia Gabor. And this is Dragopedia. This week we talk to Gladys Duffy about the pressures of social media, children in drag, and we find out what made Claudia Gabor say this. That's what she gets for not letting me wear a dress. I was... And we find out why Frida Safik said this. And I asked her to do drag? Yes, that. And we find out why our special guest, Gladys Duffy, said this. She is the best lip syncer in our city, hands down. She's one of the best winners of Drag Idol. And if you ever have the chance to actually go and see her when she's working, she's showed our fucking DJing skills and our hosting skills are fucking top notch. Are we recording? Oh shit, we're recording. I know it's all right. To look better there. Yeah, it looks better. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, Oh, Claudia, I'm loving this polka dot moment. Isn't it? I've got a waist. (gasps) Oh my God, look at you, you're tiny. Oh my God, she's been losing waist. What you've lost, I have found. I've lost nearly nearly three stone, can you believe that? Oh my god, congratulations. What's your secret? Exercise or cocaine? Um, heartbreak and cocaine. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Lovely. <laughs> and Pardon a cat that won't leave her alone. Yeah. Are you what, darling? With a cat that won't leave her alone. Oh, you, oh, oh, do you know what? When Ollie's at work, I'd love to have some sort of small, needy, furry animal crawling around the house. Oh, I know, but I have to send him to work every now and again. <laughs> I watched that episode of Black Mirror where the Prime Minister shags a pit. Can I swear on this? Yes, yes, you can. Of course you can. Oh, I watched that episode of Black Mirror where the uh, Prime Minister fucks a pig the other day. And do you know what? You you know you're getting lonely when you think, God, I wonder, I wonder, you know, could I do that? Could I bring myself to do that? And then I was thinking, actually, I would just do it for the crap. Fuck the princess. <laughs> I was well, yeah, and it was a go. You have to get it somewhere. Our school made us watch that episode in um, Ari. Why it's, it's really interesting because I would watch if they announced the prime that Boris was going to fuck a pig, everyone would have it on the telly mainly because they've got nothing else to do. Gladys, that episode Ooh. came out before the whole thing about David Cameron came out about him. Yeah, no, brilliant, so clever, isn't it? Wasn't that insane? Um, we haven't properly introduced you, so oh, yeah, shit, shit on it. Do you want me to, um, oh, <laughs> Um, everyone, um, our very special guest today, you've already heard her voice. She is one oh. of my favourite people and someone you have heard a lot about already on this podcast because we have mentioned her every single episode, and that's not a lie. Um, everyone, please welcome to the stage. It is the wonderful, the talented, um, we're very glad she's here. It is Gladys Duffy. <sighs> never heard of her personally, personally, never heard of her. Thank you for the clap. Um, oh, oh, love oh, was it, it me that gave me that? Oh, Gladys! Oh, Gladys! You've not told me much about this. I just said, yeah, sure, whatever, because my lovely little pal Frida asked. What's this called? It's called Dragopedia. It's called Dragopedia with Claudia and Frida. Dragopedia? Yeah? Yeah. That is brilliant. That is so well done. Do you you know about Tess and Wikipedia? (laughs) 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 We have been, we have been... We've been mocking her now for weeks because, no offence, right, this, this Tess last Tesco from Newcastle, she's bloody brilliant. She she couldn't be more on the poverty line if she tried. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the poor bitch, she's got not a fucking penny to rub together. Went to Wikipedia to read an article and, th- and when they asked for money, she went, yeah, go on then. <laughs> Darling, come on, sort your shit out. She didn't wear a wig cap. Anyway, no, lovely. The Dragopedia sounds delightful. Um, lovely to be here. So I've been mentioned. Yeah, a few, yeah every single episode. God, I dread to think. Is this already published or, or is this released soon? No, it'll be released the first week of February. Oh, excited. I can't wait to listen. Oh, Cam. Oh, Cam. Oh, Cam. We're going to be all over. We're going to be all over. Bit like me right now, all over the place. Exactly. Um, Gladys, tell us a bit about your drag style. Oh, God. Uh, right, where to begin? 
On a cold winter's day in the 1800s. Uh, no, so Gladys Stuffy is a 87-year-old woman. She doesn't look like it much anymore. Um, she's gobby. She's very inherently northern. She um, uh, she's had she's had 14 husbands. She's got two kids, one of which she knows about, one of which she doesn't know about. Um, she's an absolute psychopath. If you come and see one of her shows, she will speak over every song that plays the entire evening. Uh, she lip syncs, she sings very badly. Um, I, I use her almost as a, as, a, as a mechanism, as a catalyst to receive praise because there's nothing gay people love more than attention and praise. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that, that almost that feeling when you were in year 11 or something and you started coming out at school and you tell a few jokes and you got a bit of attention. Uh -huh. It's like that, but on ketamine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like ketamine. It's lovely. Well, you know what? Then doing drag and ketamine together quadruples, quadruples, dear. The oh, feeling. You are. That sounds like a fucking party. That <laughs> doesn't you it? Queen of poppers, Gladys. The queen of poppers. God, I'll tell you something. I have you ever had Amsterdam Square poppers? No. Now you know. see, there's two. There's two kinds of poppers. One of the, well, one of them isn't legal to sell in the UK because it's got a different drug in it. We do one with nitrates and the other one's called, called like something else in. But they come in a square bottle and when you sniff them, you blow square breaths. I'm not even lying. It's amazing. Next level, do. That is iconic. That is brilliant. Um, and Gladys, how did you come up with your name, Gladys Duffy? Oh, this is like the RuPaul's Drag Race audition all over again. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, I picked the name Gladys Stuffy because it sounds like an old cunt. <laughs> um, I, I I was doing the character of Gladys Stuffy since I was about like twelve, and she used to be called Mildred. And it just it was just like because I used to watch Little Britain, I used to thought, oh, it's dead funny when they do them characters. So I came up with characters of my own, and I just knew I, I that old ladies were just the funniest thing in the world to me because when you see an old lady doing something that an old lady shouldn't be doing, yeah. It's brilliant. You know what I mean? Like old men, whatever, they're men, they're gonna go out and do whatever. When you see an old woman on a surfboard, you think, what the fuck? <laughs> like that kind of shit. <laughs> and so, you know, if you think of a go-to old lady name, Gladys, Mildred, Gertrude, that that kind, you know what I mean? That yeah. sort of realm. Um, and I can't remember where Duffy came from. Actually, Duffy comes from my um drama teacher. At secondary school, who uh, was originally called Miss Ellis, she got married. She was called Miss Duffy, and we were very close. When I played uh, Audrey Two in Little Shop of Horrors, oh. so oh. so Gladys, old Stuffy name, Duffy name of the drama teacher. Stick them together, and you get unemployable. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but we talk all the time about how you're one of honestly one of our favorite queens on the Newcastle drag scene. Oh, dear. Thank you. I mean, I'm not going to be on it much longer. Edit out. But you are genuinely one of the best queens on Newcastle Drag Scene. You are very entertaining, Thank very you. Um, You're mean, but not mean in the sense that you're like, you're shady, but you're not mean. I, yeah, I don't think I, I would fit into the nasty category. No. Um, because, because everything I say is so ridiculous. You know, it can't possibly merit with any, like, aggression yeah um and and when you say you know that you think of one of the good ones that really does mean a lot to me because i think i came around when things started to change for like yeah. local girls yeah um and and guys and kings and all that stuff sorry i'm very bad with me rhetoric you know That's what i mean bad. everyone everyone's a girl everyone's a she everyone's a this everyone's a that i'm a fucking arsehole all right I'll deal with it um <laughs> but before that, Drag Idol and Drag in Newcastle had sort of been sort of veered towards the old school, the campy style, and Drag Race hadn't really hit us yet. Whereas when I started, it was all, everyone was starting to gear up and be excited for these kind of queens that they were seeing on telly. Mm -hmm. That's what people want to see when they go out now. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's what I wanted to do. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's sort of an ethic that I carry with me because Around that time, I didn't think you could really go many places and see drag queens doing anything other than DJing. So yeah. I wanted to very quickly make it a staple thing of like, I'm here and I've got a gob and I'm going to use it. 
And I don't want to say I'm one of the first, because obviously there's many others before me who've done that. But I, I'm happy to say that I'm definitely not the last either, because I'm looking at you two little <laughs> bastards <laughs> who, hey. who are doing the same, you know. We're all now seeing that drag has to be more. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not going to turn up and do sweet piss all. Exactly, yeah. Because well, I might. I might. Is that an option that we get? Because if it is, I'm choosing that one. Darling, I mean, there, there has to be one or two times when you turn up for the gig and you press play on the music because you're so hungover. And then you're just on your laptop looking at, you know, wh whatever you fucking fancy. Sometimes I used to just go on Wikipedia. Do you ever play that game on actual Wikipedia yeah. where you got to get from one person to another? Or Grinder Bingo. That's normally a good one. To grinder Bingo. <laughs> grinder Bingo. That's always camp. <laughs> I like, if, if the gig's not going very well, I like to take poppers until I can't see. And then about 10 minutes later, I'm like, this is the best gig I've ever done. Best gig I've ever done. Because everyone's watching you just have a breakdown on stage. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but Gladys, I always tell that story to people about about how like amazing you are. When, the, when Bob and Monet came to Newcastle and their dancers were in the yard and they saw you basically perform the songs that you were DJing, and went, oh, so queens just choose their songs and perform them. And oh, I was like, no, Gladys is not meant to be doing that. People don't no. do that. Gladys is the only one that really puts on a song and performs it. Because people are used to the idea that they, they don't care. If a queen's going to turn the music off and say something, people will turn and maybe like, oh, <laughs> funny joke, on with my night. Yeah. Whereas I'm just not going to fucking take that day. Absolutely not. Uh-huh. Do you think, I think we... it gives it a bit more of an atmosphere as well, Completely. especially when you, when you can't perform and you want to perform. And customers, I think, to a certain point, they don't they don't understand that. Yeah, because you're DJing, you're on a stage, and you've got a microphone. I think they kind of think, well, you're there, so give us something at least. That's what. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more because it's it's that special thing of being like sometimes, especially when you're first starting out as well cutting your teeth on that, that sort of um, bar scene or whatever, a lot of the time people will just come and have a look at you to see what you like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if they catch you with a bad day, they might never come and see you again. Whereas even if what you're serving is, you know, you at half best, you know, maybe mumbling your way through a song you've done a million times and everyone else in the bar scene a million times, that one person in the back might go, oh, she actually does things. And, I, you know, I do get people messaging me on Instagram and stuff being like, Oh, we come all the way over from Durham because you do this karaoke game and oh, we came to see you once, we told all our friends and shit like that. And I'm just like, that that means something to me. Yeah. You know, that's when that's when you know you've 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 sorted really. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're yeah, all your hard work's not been for nothing then, has it? Oh, completely. Because do you get imposter syndrome ever? Yes. Where you where you start where you start going, I I'm actually I'm I'm no good. I don't know why. I get any of my opportunities, or like, why, why not, nothing's happening? Or, you know what I mean? Like, that happens to me so often at the minute, um, especially me, this past year. Yeah, me, every single time I like, whether it's an online show or whether it was drag idol or anything, right before it starts, I'm literally sat there going, I'm just going to drop out. I'm not doing it. I can't, I can't do it. Like, I'm just going to make a fool of myself. And then it ends up being the best thing in the world. So, like, you know, it's just got to be second, second best thing. <laughs> Well, um, don't say that to Cher Noble. Um, <laughs> um, oh, why is she going to do the same routine again next time? Dear, she's ready. Leave her alone. She's ready. <laughs> she's got. She's got okay. her wig in the bag. Don't worry, uh, Claudia. Yeah, it's in the house to carry a bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a fucking Tesco one, would it? Um, <laughs> live. <laughs> but she's not going to listen. Uh, what we're saying. About imposter syndrome, Gladys. Yeah, yeah. It's so it, it stuff sometimes like that is really lovely. Like for example, oh, I'll just get this little plug in. I've been very lucky to get my first full proper tour offer, which is amazing. Um, with Club Kids with Ms. Cracker in, in March of this year. My, it's it's the end of March, early April. Um, there's loads of different dates. We're not coming to Newcastle, unfortunately. We're going all over the place, like London, Brighton, Birmingham, etc. Sheffield, I think. Um, but 
that's so exciting. So when I got to post that all over my social media, you know, I was sat at home masturbating, going, I am the best queen in the world. <laughs> and, and, you know, get, getting all the messages being like, so exciting, amazing, oh my God. But then, you know, literally less than a day later, I'll be sat thinking, you've never done anything. You, you, you've dreamed it all. You're sat at home now, watching Black Mirror in your pants, eating a, a share size bag of Doritos to yourself. No one ever shares them. Um, <laughs> And scratching your knackers. And and you just think to yourself, God, I'm absolutely nothing. I'm absolutely nothing. And sometimes, you know, just a little a little chat like this or a little scroll on your Instagram um, can make you feel 10 times better or 10 times worse if you look at Treats and A's stuff. I hate you. Who's that? I don't know her. I've never heard of myself personally. Um, but the theme of this episode that I really want to touch on is like children and drag and little baby queens. You want to touch children? No! You want to touch on children? Basically, 15-year-olds that put on a wig, because you did that whole thing of like um, drag story time, and that was really, really cool and really, really fun. Uh, you did it yeah. a few times, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I did. We did. So... Um with Curious, a wonderful uh, queer arts festival that happens annually, um, led by the gorgeous Phil Douglas. Uh, we do, uh, he approached me after, shortly after I won Drag Idol. I'd met him through university when I was studying a master's in theatre. Um, and he approached me after I won Drag Idol, because he was there that night um, to, to talk about that sort of stuff. And he said that he wanted to put together a drag sort of story time show or, or because it's a very popular thing you see it in the news sometimes especially in like america or australia where these right-wing parents kicking off some because some drag queen has read them children a story about saying please and thank you <laughs> um and he wanted to kick something off like that a bit like um fantabulosa from birmingham um which is brilliant by the way if you never if you've never looked into fantabulosa have a look at that it features the lovely Ginny lemon who's currently in drag race herself and donna trump and uh, many other names who I can't remember off the top of my lady's furry hat. Um, but he approached me and basically said that he wanted to do something like that. And it was meant to be a bit more of a theatre show, less of a sort of draggy show. And and we got um, Jen in to play Ben, my drag grandson. And it was, the show itself was less about us as drag like for example, the persona I play is was worlds away from the persona I play in when I when I'm just casual Gladys Stuffy in the bar having Claudia shout wanking off with me bum that kind of thing. <laughs> and and I think that is sometimes is where some story times will get in trouble when the parents discover all this over eighteen content of a certain queen or king, and then apply that to the fact that they had, that person's just read the child a story, but uh-huh. they're forgetting themselves that they are an adult. And they hang out with children all the time, but they also then will go home and have sex. <laughs> they do and swear, do all that bad stuff. But the good thing is the children aren't seeing it. That's the point. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it was a wonderful show about inclusivity, um, about um, gender norms, defying gender norms and family and, and, and love and that sort of thing. And it was a wonderful thing to be a part of because it reminded me of um, the fact that I'm not just this. <laughs> Because if I was just this, I would, God, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you got struck by a lightning tomorrow and you were stuck in your drag character for the rest of your life? Oh God, imagine that! I'd be forced I'd... to be a fat. I'd be forced to be a fat slut forever. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean forced? <laughs> it would be against my will, Gladys. A choice, bitch. You do it. <laughs> um, but what was I fucking saying? Basically. Um, yeah, so it was less so about um, younger people doing drag, but not that there's a, you know, I think that's wonderful. In a way, I, I sometimes think about this. Do you ever look back at your childhood and think, God, I was doing drag when I was young? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because when I first watch things like the RuPaul's and you get the queens being like, oh, um, when I was 12, I would try my mum's heels and I just knew. And all this stuff, and I was thinking, God, I've never done that. God, ugh. no, no tar. But when I was when I, when I was about seven, when I was about seven, this is a little funny story. This it's not, it's kind of related, but it's not. 
Um, it's just about, <laughs> like, it's like just that awkward cousin it. at the wedding, like that cousin at the wedding, kind of related, but not. <laughs> yeah. So um, my I was at my sister. No, my sister will have been about seven. So I'll have been about five, and she was going to be a, a bridesmaid, and she had this gorgeous silk, mint pistachio bridesmaid's dress, little puffball sleeves. It was trimmed, and it was all like little stripes and little flowers on. And I, so I said, "Oh, mum, can I put Sarah's bridesmaid's dress on?" And she said, "No, I wasn't allowed." So I went to the toilet for a poo. <laughs> I, got, I got hold of the belt from the bridesmaid's dress fully like wiped my ass on this belt and then tied it back round the bridesmaid's strap. <laughs> That's what she gets for not letting me wear a dress. I was just about to take the piss and say, oh, did you get the toilet and then wee on it? That thinking the story was gonna be that you tried it on. <laughs> oh, no, I fully, I fully like wiped my ass on it. And then that, the, the, I can always remember what time of year it was because it was Easter about three weeks later. And we had an Easter bonnet parade at school, and I was allowed to go in as full Carmen Miranda plaster. I had a dress on and everything then. Because they were worried you'd wipe your ass on someone else. Yeah, she was like, just <laughs> let him. Just, if he wants to wear a dress for Easter bonnet competition, just let him. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. Jesus Christ. So you did sort of do drag when you were younger. Yeah, kind of. Well. I used to go to a a theatre sort of a club group thing. Actually, it was with your friend, Frida. Do you remember Alicia? Yes, I was going to tell that story about how I got to know you. Well, do you have you ever spoken to Alicia about Gladys? Yes. Well, this is what... So, um, Alicia messaged me and said... Is it oh, Alicia? Yeah. Oh, great. Brilliant. <laughs> haven't seen her in years, too. Alicia messaged... So, this is how I got to know about the wonderful Gladys Duffy. Alicia messaged me. This was literally just before you started Drag Idol. Says, oh, I've got a friend called Nate. I've got a friend called um, Greg. Um, dear, dear. Got a, I don't give a flying fuck. Say my name, my address, my national insurance number and see what fucking happens. I've got a, I've got a friend called Nathan who um, does drag. And I know how much you love drag queens. I was watching Drag Race at the time. She was like, mm -hmm. oh, I know how much you like drag queens. And so Nathan's doing a competition called Drag Idol and Newcastle's a really big deal. Everyone's really proud of him, whatever. Um, do you want to check him out? Like support him and whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine, chef. Why, why not? Went onto your Instagram. One of the very first photos I've seen of you is you pole dancing with the lamppost. Oh yeah, that was the photo shoot I did. I did that photo shoot just before week one of Drag Idol because yep. I was just like, God, people people don't know who I am. I've got to do something. That's and I've kept those on my Instagram because I want people to, you know. That was remember. the very first like photo I ever saw of you and was like, okay, lovely. This is, this is <laughs> And then well, um, I watched you on Drag Idol and then saw you at the Banjee show, took a video of your performance like, for this year and then the rest is history. So, I mean, you should probably speak to Alicia again because at that drama club that we went to, to together, I would do, I did Gladys. And it, she was known as Gladys every week. The, the thing is, you'd go in, we'd do a little warm-up game, you know, everyone would have their fucking juice or their snack or whatever. Um, and then we'd be given a task for the week and it would be like, make a scene about this or the theme of this or, or right, we're going to do a duet, so do this or whatever. And whoever, I always worked with the same little group of friends and we did every other week, we'd do something different every other week. And then every other week it was Gladys and it would be the story of Gladys. And and she was just this nasty old woman. And every time she'd come into the scene, everyone in the drama club would just like howl and clap and shit. And I would do the voice, I would do this voice. Um, and be like, oh, little, but she was a bit more like, just like a nana back then. then. Yeah. And like, and, and it's only really when you really think about shit like that, that you go, because in a way, that is drag. I wasn't dressed yeah, yeah. up. I wasn't yeah. doing all this side. But the character and the wit and the sort of... Um, the, the, the performance style was completely there. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's mental, really, when you think about the fact that I did drag when I was about 12. Yeah. And, yeah. and she's carried through to here today. So and, it's And then here she is. Do you feel here like you've is. picked up... Do you feel like from different stages of your life, you've picked up different um, skills and techniques that you've needed to fully Completely. embody? Gladys? 
completely because I mean drag is is a uh, the, what's wonderful about it is it's it's the intersection of a million different fucking things yeah. and you don't have to do all of them some people really do choose to be like beautiful and so therefore they care more about fashion some people really choose to be really funny so they care more about performance style shit like that there definitely is makeup that's the most recent thing to improve upon like that came last something I never thought I'd ever care about or even like being able to perform to dance I was never really a dancer when I was studying theatre and that it was all about acting and comedy but now from being the the faggot at the back of powerhouse who's awkwardly dancing trying to look sexy so someone will come finger his bum <laughs> now somehow bizarrely I feel like I'm a really good dancer when I'm on stage you know what I mean because you've got the rhythm and you're and you, you know, you're a drag queen, and it's drag queens dance dance a certain style anyway, don't they? No, <laughs> unless you're Layla fucking Sphinx or what? What's that one in Chernobyly? Um, yeah, it's very that. You know, fucking <laughs> that yeah. kind of shit. Um, but no, it is. It's it's definitely started started as a baby. Now I'm all grown up. Hallelujah. And do you think, because you mentioned about drama and things, and I was a drama kid, did you, like, I don't know about Claudia, but do you think... That... Claudia was a fucking drama kid, just a different type. Wife and shite and bridesmaids. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I was I was in a theatre group, and I was also on Classical FM when I was 13. Dylan! Really? Yeah. I sang, um, I sang Carmina Barana for World Music Day in Newcastle Auditorium. Oh, my God! I was alto, I was alto soprano, and we sang Oh Fortuna. <laughs> and I was also Pontius Pilate in Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, look at that! And I was a shepherd. I was a shepherd in the nativity. That is so <laughs> camp. I can't believe, that. isn't it? We are learning like fucking hell. Well, that's what's wonderful. Is like we all clearly had these fucking things that we were good at when we were young. Yeah. Which we've somehow pulled into all this bullshit. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, you not think having some kind of like drama degree or dra not drama degree, but like drama experience is really helpful with doing drag? Now I said this when, I, you can go back to the fucking tape if you want. I said this when I judged Drag Idol and Miss Rory didn't like it and she was very nasty to me. That's all. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah, we've got adverts. Uh, hi, we're back. Gorgeous. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed the little break. Um, I, I had a little break down. Um, no, uh, yeah, no, we are back. We were talking about... Fucking dick? No. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, we were yeah, because I made this comment during Drag Idol. I said something along the lines of, basically, I knew Dick was going to do well because he comes from a performance background like me. Yeah. And and anyone who does have that... Oh, here she is. Oh, here yeah, she is. Hiya. Hiya. I was just changing my tampon. <laughs> Oh, and she's gone again. No, she's back. No, and she's gone. And she's back. Um, now, basically, anyone that's had a university education in theatre yes. will know the basics of how to entertain a crowd. Yeah. I wasn't saying that in a derogatory way that anyone that hasn't doesn't know how to do that. But traditionally, in a in a in the, in a competition like Drag Idol Newcastle, you get a young gay person going out on stage with no experience, no knowledge, just because they fancy giving it a go. And that sometimes was the joy of it, was watching people who were who were new and, and fresh and, and unrehearsed, giving it a go and learning. That's what Harry it used LeBoot. to be. Yeah, literally. Like... Mary LeBoot, she was the same, wasn't she? Except she was about 45,000 years old, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> um, but... So, uh, yes, I think having a theatre background completely um, puts puts you at least a couple of steps ahead of other people yeah. um, because you, you have that sort of skill. And I think Miss Rory got a bit upset about what I said, and I actually got a bit upset because I felt like she was being nasty to me. Because, I mean, if Rory's nasty to you, literally the ground opens up and you kind of want to die. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she said something along the lines of, there are people who want to do drag who shouldn't necessarily do drag yes and that is 
I mean, give or take, that's kind of what I said. You know what I mean? Because if you haven't got the heart to do those skills or develop those skills, to be able to talk to people, to be funny, to be on a stage, to not shit your knickers at the sight of bright lights in your face, then what, what, why are you doing it? So yeah, no, theatre completely helps. And be it Claudia, you know, singing in Newcastle fucking City Hall, or you and I go into drama club twice a week when we're fucking 12. It's, <laughs> it's all contributed. And you realise that a lot of the time that you think was wasted running around playing the sunshine sun or fruit salad at drama club wasn't wasted because you actually managed to gain something from it here. Yeah. But you've also got people like Anna Morpik who had never performed in her life was just like, oh, I'm just going to do it and see what happens and then ends up winning and ends up becoming... Well, that's... I think that's very reflective of how drag culture has changed. Anna Morpik would have been a young queer person going out on the scene, seeing all these amazing drag queens springing up around her and thinking, I just fancy giving that a go. And learned as she went learned as she went and that is still an amazing way to do these things like tesco she learned as she went yeah she was helped a lot but she learned as she went and that's what it's about so fair play anyone can do drag all i'm saying is if you've had that little bit of prep beforehand it's not going to do you any detriment no i 100 percent agree i think genuinely from my experience i think if you've had some kind of performance background then um, it's a lot, not a lot easier, but uh, yeah, you find it a lot easier to perform to a crowd, and you find it a lot easier to learn how to entertain it, people. Yeah, and because it's drag. Com- because it isn't completely alien to you, is it? Regardless of how long you've been out of of that world, and exactly. Yeah, it's, it become it's like it's like a duck to water, really, isn't it? At yeah. the end of the day, that's what we got into it for. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you get, and once you do that, it's like you're like a smackhead, and you just want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Mm-hmm. And like that that kind of relates to what I said earlier about the whole thing of like attention and praise for artists or like for people like us who, who we were talking about young people who want to do drag or young people doing drag and more young people are going straight into drag and learning these skills when they're younger because they want to do drag specifically. Whereas I feel like we might be some of the last generations who've stumbled into it Um, because these skills you're picking up, you know, be it singing lessons or whatever, Sometimes the industries that you originally are going to go down are incredibly difficult and not self-sufficient. Yeah. You you know, say, say you want to be an actor. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to, I formed a comedy troupe. Yeah. We were doing improv sketch shows and shit like that. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But it's such a hard industry to break into. Yeah. Whereas drag is, is you. <laughs> it's all you here. Yeah. You know, and, and the only thing you need is an, a silver opportunity, something like Drag Idol, something like going to one of the bars and saying, hiya, yeah. can I do this? Yeah. That's that's where I think a lot of artists end up in drag because they take the power into their hands instead of waiting for auditions or waiting for someone to give them that chance to do this, to do that. Yeah. It's about you and you put in as much or as little as you want. For example, I haven't put on a face or a dress or a wig or anything in about a month. And I'm that that's down to me. And I thoroughly enjoyed every second of it. Um, and when the time comes for me to put my slap on, make some content or go and do a gig or go and do this or go and do that, that's down to, down to me. I don't have to run to somebody else to get that approval. That's the thing. That's why I uh, that's why I kind of started drag was because I was like, oh, I really want to do shows. I really want to perform. I really want to do all this character work and do wear really nice costumes and wear wigs and everything and all that jazz. And I was like, there's no way that I can really do that. Oh, <laughs> oh there was how unprofessional. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, there's no way that I can really do that. Um, and then drag is really just sort of that avenue of like you you are a costume designer you're a wig stylist you're a makeup artist you are a show producer you are your own you are the show you're a gobshite yes exactly um and i think that's what's amazing about drag cheers for that (coughs) cheers sweetie cheers 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 like when you when you think about it as well um Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, I had a really good point. I had a really good point. You're saying, you know, that, that that's why you got into drag and stuff like that. And talking about 
some of my friends who I did theatre with at university, who you've got to remember when you're at university and you're doing something like theatre or college or at GCSE level or whatever, even if it was just like the local village play in the back of a barn and you're doing fucking Blood Brothers. Because <laughs> there's nothing gayer than cutting open and staring blood. Get tested. Um, oh, maybe don't leave that in. <laughs> you know, I have friends who I went to university with and they love performing. When you're at university, you perform four or five times a week, you know, do a little show back or you're writing something to perform at the end of that week or you're reviewing a show or you do, you're constantly surrounded by theatre. When you finish a degree like that, you don't perform. I have friends who have performed maybe four or five times in the last four or five years, whereas doing drag has led me to perform four or five times a week yeah. for the last four or five years, Yeah. which it's like exercising a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger that fucking arm's going to get, girl. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and it's the same with Claudia. I know you um, from, uh, what's it fucking called? Not Manhattan. Sapphires. Sapphires. Sapphires in, um, in the Middlesbrough. Like, once you got that job there, did you not feel like you were flexing that muscle every once fucking time you went in for a shift? Good. Yeah, like I was, I went from doing drag once and then I was doing, it was like, right, you've got a job. You are working seven nights a week. And, and it was amazing. And it gets, but you get better and better and better because you are working that muscle out. Yeah. Like, and that's what I think, not to bring it to the pandemic, I don't know if you want this fucking, this podcast, <laughs> everything's about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want us to be about that, but I worry for a lot of um, entertainers like us. Uh, well, like me. Um, <laughs> um, no, um, a lot of entertainers that after this long, long break, yeah, how much some of us are going to struggle because it is a muscle and yeah. mind seizing up here because not everyone is good at this camera stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not good. At, I don't personally think I'm good at this. Well, I'm, I was very good whenever I've done my bits on telly. You know, I'm good at telly. You did a very good job. But, uh, at show. Yeah, yeah. But but I also somehow felt like I had an audience. I love an audience. Yeah. That is what that is what makes the world go round for me. Is yeah. being in front of people, being in front of another person, and seeing that person even crack a smile just because you said the word fart or shimmy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah, anyway. that beats that, really, an audience. And so I, do, I don't know how much that relates to the theme of children, but I've I know, said something, haven't I? I had a theme and then with, uh, you know what, just just go with just go with the flow. But um, We can still talk more about children if you want. No, but I just want to get your opinion, really, because, um, like, the, we, have, we are seeing more and more children sort of start dragging while they're in school and, like, wanting to put on little shows. But obviously... Dragon, it's roots started it as a really gritty, like almost like uh, what's that word? Like, it like a, well, it was like an under, it was like an under the counter illegal kind of thing, wasn't yeah. it? It was rebellion. It was rebellion. So it yeah, behind closed doors and done in secret, wasn't it? Yeah, very very, very pornographic sort of. Yeah, queer people now. had a queer people had a fascination with icons and celebrity, yeah. and a lot of them at the time were female celebrities. Yeah. And to gather together to worship these people, they thought, well, let's just put someone on. It's almost like impersonation, that you know, that kind of yeah. thing. And I feel like we're sort of seeing that again with these 14, 15 year olds who are still in school. But now instead of worshipping Britney Spears or, 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 you know, your older ones like your Diana Rosses and your Aretha Franklins and, your, yeah. you know, that, that kind of, or Dolly Parton. Now they're looking to the to the to the RuPaul girls, to the Ru yeah. girls, and the and the other big ones. You know, you got your Juno Birches, yeah, mm-hmm. your Victoria Scone, yeah, stuff like that. So that's who they're looking up to, mm-hmm. and that's who they're sort of replicating or want to aspire to be, which I think is wonderful. I, I mean, it's the same as any as any um, drag artist starting out. You know, they'll 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 make an Instagram. And and no matter what, the first few months are going to be shit. <laughs> the, so, the sooner we all learn that and admit that, and when people are asking for advice, 
that's the first thing I'm going to start saying because you need to be aware. Yeah. If you act for the first three months like you are fucking made of gold, everyone will despise you. <laughs> um, because you're not. Even if you even if you've got the most gorgeous look on the planet and you you're posting amazing Instagram pictures or you you know you're performing these amazing dance routines, there is still a million things you need to improve on. Yeah. And that's that's fine. That comes in time. Um, and the fact that they are learning to do it younger and younger and younger is brilliant. I mean, look at look at fucking drag race. Aquaria, she went on when she was 21, she fucking smashed it and she won it. And she yeah. started when she was 15. She started when she was 15. Yeah. So there is there is an amazing possibility here that the next generation of drag queens and drag kings and drag artists and and you know, the next the next generation of drag celebrity or drag drag royalty. Yeah. are out there somewhere right now in their bedrooms with their parents downstairs cooking them a lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. With, sat there with a groovy chick fucking bedding on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> watching Peppa Pig. Watching fucking Peppa Pig. <laughs> um, but, I don't know. I've got a question. If you, if you, let's say, all of a sudden, we get struck by lightning again. Yeah. Twice in one day. Never. Um... <laughs> Let's say you get struck by lightning and all of a sudden you are 15, but now you're 15 now and all this is going on around you. Do you feel like you'd gravitate towards it or do you feel like you'd go on the exact same path you went on down being something else and then you've fallen into this uh, hole? I think I would start this earlier. I would have got into it earlier, definitely. Only because everything was still there. It was kind of, I was... um, kind of forced into it really it was just right I'm opening <laughs> I'm opening a show and Mark you're opening it for me you can do Kylie Minogue don't ring me till then uh-huh. and I was like oh, okay. I don't know because so you I- yeah you really had to learn on the job so you're saying that this extra experience or the extra practice from the age of 15 would have really fucking helped you absolutely yeah because I don't know, when I was younger, I was obsessed with wigs and costumes and all that jazz. Like, I was obsessed with, like, because I grew up with, like, Dolly Parton and Freddie Mercury and, like, big queer, like, gay people with full-on costumes, Elton John. Like, that was the people that I sort of aspired to, like, be, like, in performance-wise. Mm-hmm. And so my whole, like, thing of performance, my whole, like, idea of performance was always just big costumes, big wigs, feather boas, all that jazz. I don't know if I would have started it, started it, or if I would have just like, um, maybe, because I don't know, like as a young person, you can't really spend that much money. Drag is very expensive. It's a loss. Mm. It's really the only art form that's a loss at first. Um, and so I don't know if I would have started it, started it to the point where I'd buy wigs and costumes straight off the bat, or if I would have just admired it, got all my skills together into a little book and then waited mm-hmm. until I was old enough to go perform. It's see that that I I, I the, you you've got these now. Uh, bless them. Some of these amazing. I've met them at the club kids shows, or I've I, I meet them just on Instagram from them following me. And whenever I post, sometimes they'll pop a little message through. Um, yeah. These amazing young people who are so enthusiastic and in love with this art form of drag. Um, is it Veronica McDonald? I called her Veronica McDonald, but I feel like she's called like Monica Monroe or something. She's she's lovely, really lovely. And she was one of the ones that I met at the Bob and Monet show when I was doing yeah. my own little meet and greet. Um, she messages me all the time um, to ask whenever I post an event about Billy's Girls or about um, or, or about viewing parties or about the yard or about etc. Basically a drag show. Whenever I post, she's just like, "Is this for, is it is it possible for under 18s to come?" And it, it's so unfortunate that it's not. And the problem is, it, it, we could do an amazing event for under 18s but it's just the right location because we all know people love to appreciate drag with a with an alcoholic beverage in their hand so therefore a bit of an issue um but these these are things that could be conquered and we have to know if there's enough interest to actually make this a proper viable event to give these people something that they will really love and deserve we don't want to put on some half shoddy show in a library you know I mean, no, I'm not talking about Curious, because that was a great show. That was for younger, younger children. But yeah. if you take a bunch of... If you, if you took us three to a library today to do a show for a bunch of under-18s, 
think think of the sound system the lights the kind yeah. of you know what i mean like it's it, it's hard to create that vibe and that feel that they want because the drag that they want to see is the kind of drag that's in a bar mm -hmm. yeah so i i think the scope is there for it um i just it's it's a difficult one in mo in much bigger cities or more cosmopolitan cities such as down south maybe london I imagine that they they can get away with that sort of thing because there is such an like look at uh, RuPaul's DragCon, yeah, Drag World before that the amount of young people you see walking around them with wigs that's on their heads true, yeah. and that sometimes their costumes and their wigs. I, when I first went, there was children there who looked a million times better than me, and I was like, "You are amazing, well done, don't give up." But they were obsessed with me, obviously, because I'm very famous. Um, <laughs> um, God, well, I used to be. God, what a life now, sat that's in my living room. We talked about this with Ivy in that, like, drag people, especially drag idol people, because drag idol is sort of not famous, but like very well known across the country. Mm -hmm. um, drag people are, do have this weird sort of level of fame in the sense oh, that completely. You walk into a bar or walk at a club kids show and everyone's lined up to meet you and everyone wants to know your name. But like, as soon as you're walking through a Tesco, everyone's like, no, no clue. Who's this bitch? Yeah. There are many sort of um, bigger, more well-known names around the UK than us uh -huh. who, who, given the opportunity, would come running up to you two and say, oh, my God, you're Claudia Gabor. You're Freddie Safford. You're from Drag Idol 2020, blah, 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 blah. Because the first time I went to Drag World with Club Kids, I think it was Charmaine Diamond White. God, I love her. You know, from November. Yeah, yes, so funny she came running up to me and went oh my god you're Gladys Duffy and obviously I'm a massive fan of Novimpia and I went up and I went oh my god you're, you know you're sure you're sure I'm away and I was like oh my god you know so I am uh, Lauren Shaney who's currently on Drag Race she came up to me and went you're Gladys Duffy and I went oh my god you're Lauren Shaney yes. what the fuck why why do you know who I am she went I love Drag Idol and I was like what like <laughs> it's crazy yeah. so I, you know, young queens all the time from, from the North East are always saying, what should I do, what should I do, what should I do? I don't care if you don't want to do it. Do Drag Idol yeah. because it will train you. Yeah. It will prepare you for the worst. It yeah. gives you your ups. It gives you the praise you want. It gives you your downs because people will be nasty to you. Yeah. And then it gives you a platform to actually go in at an entry level in a bar or in a club or in wherever mm -hmm. And yes, maybe not everyone wants to work in a club, Teresa, you know what I mean? She's doing amazing things like I've really stepping foot into a bar. Um, but it gives you those skills and it'll give you that sort of slightly higher name in, in yeah. the national regard. Um, but no, yeah, so it is, it's lovely. It's, but I, actually, I, I don't know how much wrong you've got left. I want to ask you a question. Um, uh, how... How long do you feel? How long? Fuck me. <laughs> how do you feel about the constant, almost need to uh, produce, especially now? Um, the Instagram, to me, if I could, I would delete it tomorrow. Um, I don't worry about it, to be honest. I, I I need to learn to not worry about it because for the longest time I didn't give a fuck, and then I've recently started giving a fuck because it's the only thing I've got to do. Yeah. But this this feeling that everyone has access to you or, or if you're not producing or if you're not giving them something mm -hmm. that they're going to forget or not be asked about you anymore or you're less good than X, Y and Z because they post or they post or they yeah, post, you know no. what I mean? It's a very yeah. toxic thing to get involved with and with, uh, I'm going to talk about it in our like social media episode that me and Claudia are going to do. And, oh, like, sorry. I'm stealing. I'm stealing other themes now. It's just a link, isn't it? It's a link. It's a link. But basically, I'm very lucky in the sense that I'm not um, intimidated by the fashion queens and like the Sasha Valor and you know all those people that are constantly producing out really artistic looks 24/7. That's not me. That's not what I want to do. I didn't start drag to be a look queen. I started drag. To no. And so. That's why I'm producing shows more often rather than looks. And then it just so happens that I have to get into a look to do a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I try not let uh, Instagram worry me. If I have something to post, if I have an idea, I'll post it. But if I don't post for a few months, then that's just life. Look at Anna. Anna Morphic doesn't post ever. True. See, though, what I would argue Anna Morphic is. 
Anamorphic is one of the most sensational performers I've ever seen. She is the best lip syncer in our city, hands down. She's one of the best winners of Drag Idol. And if you ever have the chance to actually go and see her when she's working, she's she, our fucking DJing skills and her hosting skills are fucking top notch. She's amazing. Performed the very first time, and I was like, "Oh my god, did you just say? Oh my god, guys, did you just say that?" And everyone was like, "Yeah, we've saw the same number like five times." And I was like, "Oh, yeah." Anna? yeah. But like. Uh, th there are there are people who seem to be wanting to climb and those who are so I don't want to say settled but like for example I've, I've, everyone in the zoom call right now I assume is a climber we all we all want to have our shows and our content reach much further distances you know or get on that show or just to tour a cabaret show around the region or around the country or to write something or to produce something or to you know what I mean? We all want to 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 raise that bar constantly. Anna does that for herself. She'll she'll produce a new look and then go to a club gig, do it, and be like, "Bye, see you later." Gorgeous, yeah. amazing, brilliant, and beautiful. So little to no Instagram um, sort of presence. I don't think really affects her that much because she's no. she's happy. She's like. I'm really good at this. I love this. I'm smashing it. I'm amazing. I'm happy with it. Whereas I feel like we want to go up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's that toxic thing of, of I want to go up and do more and be better and do all this. But I also really hate this obligation to... to... Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's one of the banes of my life. I won't lie to you. The thought that um that's where the imposter syndrome comes from i think do you know what i mean this is like a I, I can totally see that because like you say because especially when you're on social media and things like instagram and it sees mm. people being like these younger ones and they've sat in their bedroom and they've learned how to do winged eyeliner for six months uh -huh. and then they're going to start on their eyeshadow do you know and you think <laughs> and it's like, okay and it's like right you've you've never stepped out of that you've never stepped out of that bedroom I look like Heather. I look like Heather fucking Trot on stage. <laughs> and then you get these newbies who've never been out, and they're like absolutely shit all over the like the rest of us. And it's like, mm. no, nah, I'm gonna fucking beat you up, bitch. <laughs> completely, completely. That's sometimes yeah. how it feels. And and do you know what it is? I keep trying to say to myself, drag is not a hierarchy. There's nothing to climb. No one's higher or lower than each other. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning that, I'm learning that. But sometimes it's really difficult, especially when you open up the Instagrams and you see, yeah. for example, your drag mother Gucci, gorgeous photo yeah. shoots, popping on the outfits, new stuff, bit of this, bit of that, amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and I just go, well, I, 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 I have to get a new look now. And then I'll go on AliExpress <laughs> and I've ordered this thing. I've ordered, I've had three outfits come and none of them fucking fit me because they're all from China and all tiny over there. Um, fuming. So the, the, oh, that's the other pressure as well. New outfits, new wigs. Yeah. Whereas I view myself as more like, do you know Steve Coogan, who does um, Alan <laughs> Partridge? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm more like that, or like Keith Lemon. I'm a bit of a character. Like, I am always going to look a certain sort of way. Like, a yeah. Coco Peru, sort of same wig, same silhouette. Just Coco Peru, your lady bunnies. Yeah. God, compare myself to legends. Or like, <laughs> even in a way, Ginny Lemon. Ginny Lemon is doing the drag race. Yeah. She's always going to look like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then stop, like, thinking that you're going to have to keep looking like mm. the fashion queens in there. Just stick with Gladys. Yeah. Yeah, dear, no, I don't know, dear, but it's just hard, dear, isn't it, dear? You just want to want to do something different all the time, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> um, I am sad because we are running out of time, but Gladys... Oh, shit on it. We do, <laughs> we do have a few questions to ask um, because this is Dragopedia and all that jazz. Um, is there, a, like, a big bit of advice that you could give to queens? I mean, you've already kind of mentioned it, but is there a big bit of advice you could give to queens and queens starting out? Um... Like I said earlier, for the first three months, if you are just beginning, you will be crap. <laughs> you will be yeah. crap. Yeah. You may have some skills. You may be good at this. You may be good at that. I was very good at entertaining. Very good. But I looked absolutely shocking for about a year. So remember, not everything's going to fall into place straight away. That's number one. Advice number two. Um, uh, 
learn to know that other people's opinions don't always matter. Um, I'm still learning that one myself. So don't worry about, you know, if you're not the most liked person on your scene or on your Instagram or in your group of drag friends, or if you, you know what I mean? If, if someone else is constantly getting praised, don't worry, they'll praise you for something different. Yeah. Um, and final piece of advice, number three, um, wash your tights. Cause for the first six months I didn't, and I was walking around stinking like Stilton. Um, <laughs> um, nasty, nasty. And what's your favorite drag trend and your least favorite drag trend? Oh, um, okay. Favourite drag trend, um, pussycat wigs, small wigs, short wigs. Uh, <laughs> lace fronts are such a fucking faff on. I know, right? Is that a, is that a lace front, Claudia, or is it a... Of course it is. It's so much effort. Do you know what it is? When I'm, when I'm performing the night away, the last thing I want to be worrying about is, am I ruining this hair that I've spent 300 quid on? I don't want to think about that. I want to think about, is everyone having a good time? Just wear so a favourite trend. You are? Just wear a beanie. Well, here she is, Jay. <laughs> and it looks, you know, it looks like her. But um, yeah, so favourite drag trend, short wigs. Um, least favourite drag trend. Um, well, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Mint. Aye. Um, and who's your queen or king of the week? Oh, um, okay. Oh, didn't know I'd have to do this. Let me have a little thinky poo. I know, I have to do, I have to do Queen it. or king of the week. Can I do both? Can I do one of each? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, king of the week. Um, Foking dick, obviously. Local yeah. legend, old adversary, new friend, uh, and talent in abundance. Another person's been um, a few times on this podcast as well, yeah. You're sorry, who? Foking? Yeah, we've mentioned him a few times. Oh, Jackie yeah. Boo. Oh. Good, good. Um, he's a sweetheart, really. He's an arsehole. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> um, and Queen of the Week. Oh, who should we go for? Who do I really love with all my little dick? Um, oh, Danny Delonco. Danny Delonco is a fucking phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal talent in the body of um, Violet Beauregard when she starts to swell up. Um, you were a fan of Danny DeLonco on Pop, weren't you, before you did drag? I was. Danny DeLonco is another one, actually, a bit like Anamorphic, who doesn't have any internet presence, really, especially on the Instagrams. Um, but if you've ever managed to see them live... Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, it is the most devil's incarnate. What the fuck is <laughs> going on? But hilarious. I could sit and watch her forever. I mean, she used to steal some of my, my jokes and my, my numbers, and that pissed me off. But I, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck. She's fucking brilliant. So, yeah, so Folking Dick, Danny DeLonco, and and me, me. Follow me on Instagram, you fucking. No, don't, because we don't care about Instagram. In fact, everyone listening, go in and follow me right now. <laughs> and then go and follow me and Claudia. Yeah, instead. Um, anything you want to plug before we say goodbye? Uh, this dripping hole um <laughs> uh, keep your eye on my instagram and my youtubes and maybe my facebooks because i'm going to be posting some bits and some bobs trying to get myself back into drag even if it's just my own personal joy um and i also want to very quickly um pay a very quick mention to um the centre of Newcastle's gay skiing, uh, The Yard, who's lost its leader this week, our beautiful Adrian Gad, who was a <laughs> squat large man in a tank top, shorts and sliders, who very rarely showed his face, but without whom I wouldn't have a career, um, who has unfortunately passed away this week. So I'd just like to pay very quick mention to him. And if you can, or if you haven't heard, or if you, if you just, if the news is breaking now, it's been over a month, Jay, he's in the ground now, dear. But um, yeah, respects to him. And please, everyone listening, if you're in Newcastle, if you're wherever, go out into your local scene, find those local Queens Kings, but also those people who run those establishments are very important and have provided you a space since before you were born. So oh, no. please be respectful and show some love to those people while yeah. you can. How lovely. What a lovely Very well said. Yeah, very well said. 
And also, go fucking mental! Take loads of drugs, <laughs> drink loads of drink, and suck every fucking cock you see! And always wipe front to back. <laughs> Is that on the bridesmaid's dress? I can't, yeah. I can't stress that enough. I, I say it every week. Just wipe front to back, girls. We, together, <laughs> together we can stop BV. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Um okay. and support the dolls, like God I said, yeah. Support support. Of course, them. yeah. There, there's support so them. many of us now. There's someone out there for you. There's your fave out there. Like, listen, I know you love Trixie Mattel, I know you love fucking Katya, I know you love Bianca Del Rio, but let me tell you, there's someone out there in your fucking hometown who's just as talented, just as beautiful, just as funny, who is gonna I make it there one day or not, and you have to find them and worship them. Lick their feet, offer to wipe their ass front to back. Yeah. Spap on me tits. <laughs> I like to go with that one instead. Um, thank you very uh, much, Janice. This was really wonderful. And I love you very much. Um, and I can't wait for the bars to reopen and to give you a big fat snog. And I think you're um, all right. Well, before we go, Claudia, do you want wanking off on me, bum? Um, oh, yes, please. <laughs> um, yeah, no, love you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been actually lovely. It's been a bit like therapy actually getting to speak out loud in this good. voice, at least. Good. Um, can, I, can I do me plug? Uh, can I do me goodbye? Yes, of course you can. Yeah. Um, I've been glad of stuff for you. have had enough eater. Uh, fuck off. See you later. If we design pet. Mint. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gladys. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, love. And this has been Dragopedia with Frida and Claudia.